I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Club members, I'm Kate, and for Halloween this year, I'm going to be knee-deep in Twix wrappers watching Hocus Pocus. And I'm Chris, and for Halloween this year, I'm going to be sitting in my bed eating pumpkin seeds, watching rom-coms, and pretending like horror movies don't even exist. And welcome back to the weekly meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We review a different horror movie each week and discuss story, production, reception, and relevance in pop culture. And in doing so, we will spoil the movies that we are talking about. We are going to spoil everything about them, so if you had any intention of watching these movies before knowing things, watch them first and then come back. But if you don't want to, a lot of people, I think, listen to this just because they don't want to see the horror film. I wish I was one of them. (laughs) And that's great, too. We love you just the same. Yes. And today we're going to be covering Halloween. Obviously, we're going to cover Halloween. And this is the original one from 1978, not the new one that just came out like a week ago. We wouldn't do that to you guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's That would be rude for us. That'd be spoil. really mean. If you're new to the podcast, Kate and I have no business doing this. Um, we're both no. veterinary students who have no time and no expertise True. in anything other than medicine. But here we are talking about horror films. And for those of you who it's your first time joining, I am a very avid fan of horror, and Chris is not an avid fan of horror. Don't like it. So today, like I said, we're covering 1978 Halloween. Today, we're going to discuss the first movie in detail. I'm going to attempt to patch together the whole Michael Myers story, because I believe there are 10 sequels in addition to the original one. That's too much. And some of them are related to each other, and some of them are standalone. Some of them don't even have Michael Myers in them. What? (laughs) It's very confusing, but we're going to clear all that up, and we're also going to talk about the original movie in the process. Mm -hmm. All right, so this film, like, like Kate said, came out in 1978, and I think it technically qualifies as a slasher film. Yeah. Although, we'll get into it, but it's really not like any of the other slashers that we've watched. I mean, it's a guy with a big old knife. I mean, yeah, it's a guy with a knife, so I guess it's a slasher film. At its core, it is just a guy wanting to kill people with a big-ass knife. Like, that is a slasher film. It's directed by John Carpenter, who I have no idea who that is, but I'm sure Kate does. And the lead actress, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, this is her big debut role shortly Mm -hmm. before becoming star of Freaky Friday and all of those Activia commercials, which I love. And for those of you who don't know, Jamie Lee Curtis is actually the daughter of Janet Lee. Um, You might not know her name, but you definitely know her face. She's the woman from Psycho who gets murdered in the shower. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think that's how she got this role. I literally don't know what Psycho is. I'll be honest. (laughs) Are you serious? I mean, I, I have a vague memory of a woman getting murdered in a shower, but I think I was watching it secondhand like they were watching it in an episode of that 70s show and then i watched them watch it so i think that's where this comes from is it is it an alfred hitchcock film yes yes okay so it's in the halloween episode of that 70s show where they talk about alfred hitchcock a lot oh my god anyways (laughs) if that didn't just solidify this whole premise of you not knowing jack about horror movies (laughs) who doesn't know psycho we're getting have you had you seen halloween before this podcast obviously not (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. Okay. 
Obviously, I've never seen this movie before until now. I don't. I don't know why I get disappointed each time. I that, I know that you. I don't know don't why know you anything. ask every time. I don't know. Like club members, every single time this? when we're about to watch a movie, Kate's like, "Hey, have you seen this one?" I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Obviously, no. I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> there are a very small number of horror films that I will have already seen, and we'll get to them eventually. But I'm gonna let Kate find out as a surprise which ones those are. Oh, great! I would have expected Halloween because it's, you know. It's not that scary. Okay. Something kind of wild sauce about this movie is that the budget for it is maybe surprisingly or not surprisingly only $325,000. Really low. Which watching it, I'm not terribly surprised by because I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't look that great. But (laughs) that is still like really low for movies even at that time. And what a really funny story was that the main producer who produced this film. He was doing another film at the same time, and I don't actually know which one he was doing, but he, re- he reported that the other movie he was doing was $300,000 a day <gasps> for him to produce. <laughs> and then John Carpenter comes, comes up to him and he's like, hey, I want you, like, would you be willing to um, produce this film? And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. I'm already kind of slammed. And he's like, it's a budget of $300,000. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's how this movie got made. I know that a lot of it was really low budget, like The Mask, which now is like a mass-produced mask. Mm-hmm. But literally, and you might already know this, it was a William Shatner mask they just got at a drugstore and spray-painted white and yeah, stretched it, yeah, out. Yeah, it, it was literally a Captain Kirk mask. Yeah. And they just ripped the eyebrows off. Yeah. And spray-painted it white. And they liked it because it was so emotionless. But there actually was another mask that was a contender. So they were stuck between two masks. The one that they mm-hmm. bought for a dollar of Captain Kirk and another one that was more or less a clown mask and apparently the other one was just too creepy and disturbing for them and they didn't like it <laughs> and so they they did they forget they were making a horror movie okay but there are a lot of horror films about clowns name three it keep going um <laughs> the year 2016 what that's not a film. That was like actually everyone's 2016. Oh, yeah. What happened in South Carolina in 2016? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. But I think that, I don't know. The mask doesn't do anything for me. I don't know if it's because I'm a jaded millennial, but it's just not a very scary mask, except for whenever you know it's William Shatner and then you can really see it in some of the light. And I'm like, oh, it is a little that's bit scary. Kind of disturbing. It's William Shatner. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, if William Shatner's in my house with a butcher knife, I'm frightened. Right. But, I mean, the reason they picked the mask, right, was because it was so emotionless and you couldn't tell anything about what the what Michael Myers was thinking. And so the goal for this film really was for the audience to never be able to relate to the murderer. Like, that was, right. that was why they wrote him the way that they did. And mm-hmm. I think they go a little overboard because they almost explicitly say that <laughs> in the film. Yeah, like, they do. He's, like, he is a psycho. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing redeeming about him. And that is something that sets this movie apart from a lot of other movies is they don't try to, like... They do they not don't try really to make, humanize him at all. No, they don't try to make a really nifty backstory. Like, the backstory is really simple. It's just a dude with a big old knife who wants to kill his family. Like, that's it. Like, that's it. That's, that's the it. whole backstory. Yeah. And actually, they so this movie has had a lot of reboots, which I'm going to talk about um, in detail later. There are 10, and they're inc- they're incredibly confusing. I watched, uh, like, three of these in no particular order one night because they were coming all on AMC or something. And some of them... <laughs> Some of them are linear, like only very few of them are linear. 
some of them are completely out of the storyline. The third one doesn't have Michael Myers in it at all. But one was directed and produced, I think, by Rob Zombie, and he wanted to give Michael Myers a backstory. And so they, he like tried to humanize Michael Myers and made him like white trash, kind of abused, and everyone hated it. Wait, so these movies weren't even all made by the same Absol- people? No, no. This is just like fan fiction. No, 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 no. They're no, movies. they're like Hollywood. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up. I have a map that I'm gonna post on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for you guys who are confused. I have a map. Okay, here we go. Can I just say a film franchise shouldn't warrant a I, map? It it shouldn't, but this one absolutely does. And people keep watching these movies. They do not all do well. That I will say. One of them has Paul Rudd in it. Okay, so here we go. I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting excited. So there's 1978 Halloween. And then down the yep. linear path, you have the 1981 Halloween 2. You have the third one that's just called The Witch Hauntings or something like that. It's completely unrelated. It came out in 1982. Michael Myers is not even in it, but it's part of the Halloween franchise. And then you have Halloween 4, Halloween 5, and I think Halloween 6. Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers. That's the last one in the linear timeline. That came out in 1995. And then you have, after the second one... <laughs> You have a totally different timeline. After Halloween 2, it splits. And you have Halloween 4 down one road. And down the other road, you have... <laughs> this is the one I saw. It's called Halloween H2O. It's Halloween 20 years later. It's, it's real bad. It has Jamie Lee Curtis in it because they don't. most of them don't. And then down that line, you have Halloween Resurrection. And then... <laughs> <laughs> completely unrelated from that you have the 2007 and the 2009 halloweens um that are just complete reboots halloween and halloween 2 and then you have the one that came out this year that came out like a week ago that's halloween it's just called halloween which is super freaking confusing when you're trying to google stuff about this movie and yeah. and the new one completely ignores all like nine or ten of those sequels ignores them it just oh goes straight back it's like those didn't happen JK guys, we were we were confused. Well, they get really it gets confusing. It makes no sense. Like there's like a love child that might be like Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers' love child. What? And yeah, I, that was in the one with Paul Rudd in it. I was watching it Halloween H2O, I think, Is maybe. Paul no, it's Rudd, Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis's love child. No, he's like babysitting it. It doesn't make sense. Jamie Lee Curtis oh. dies in that one like very quickly because I guess they couldn't afford to have her in the whole movie. Oh my gosh. And there's like a baby. They don't really explain it. It makes no sense. Anyway, so they do all these things that you can't undo like killing Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> right. So, like, JK, she's back and she's old now. Exactly. So they're just kind of thinking, well, maybe we should just pretend that none of that happened because it was just a tornado of reboots. a train wreck. Exactly. So they pretend that doesn't happen, go straight back to original 1978 Halloween, which is one we watched. And then they're saying, you know, after the fact, this is the 2018 version, ignoring all those reboots. Oh, Does that make any sense? No, it really, really doesn't. (laughs) It does not. I don't understand anything you just said. And that's fine. And that's as clear as I can make it. But I will put the map up on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, and did I tell you... (laughs) This is kind of unrelated, but I was looking into all of the reboots and they did. They tried to send Michael Myers into space. No, they did not. <laughs> yes, they did. And get this. They didn't. They didn't send him into space. Oh, that's a bummer. They were like, that's stupid. He should do that with Jason. <laughs> no. <laughs> and so they did. And Jason's the one in the in the hockey mask. Yes, that's hockey mask face. Okay. So they sent him into space. I think it's called Jason X or something. Jason in space. And the funniest part of all that is the critical reception of Jason X was like better than most of the Halloween movies. (laughs) Okay, but the critical reception for this one, the original Halloween, was kind of exceptional. 
Yeah. People love this movie. Yeah, they do. They like, did and I they think, do. Yeah. Like the Rotten Tomato tomato meter, for example, is 95% for the critics and 89% for the audience. That's high for any movie. That is so high. Let alone a horror movie. Yeah, that is high for any any kind of movie. And, you know, I, I scrolled through and I went through a ton of different... Um, different reviews and some people are just sort of sour pusses about it and like don't have anything good to say about this movie but most people are like this is the best movie that's ever happened it's just as good as psycho and chainsaw massacre okay people get a little bit weird about this movie i feel and i'm just gonna say it now so that we can get this out of the way just go ahead and ostracize all these viewers right i think this movie's stupid (laughs) 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 and we'll get to the reasons why over time I think it's pretty silly. And I tried. I have seen this movie maybe four times because everyone worships it. And I'm like, well, I really want I want to give it the fair chance. Maybe I was in a bad mood. And so I watch it again. I'm like, no, I still really don't like it. And then I watch it again and I really don't like it. And then I was researching for this movie and I read that the National Film Registry in 06 (gasps) selected it for preservation in the National Film Registry by the Library of Congress because it was culturally and aesthetically significant. (laughs) Yes. And so I was like, oh, crap, maybe I didn't give it a fair chance. I'm going to watch it again with fresh eyes for this podcast. Didn't like it. Can we take that? Can we just let that sink in for a second? The Library of Congress deemed this movie aesthetically relevant to American culture. This is our aesthetic. I, Jamie Lee Curtis being chased down by a man in a Captain Kirk costume. In a Captain Kirk <laughs> mask, man. That's what the people wanted. To truly terrible 1980s scary music. Okay, the music is okay, revolutionary. So the music in this movie never fits the moment. Like, we're just like, she'll be like walking down the street and they'll just like be those weirds and like, da 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 like, the just psycho like, music. Okay, well, I didn't know that, but I know, no, wait, that's I know the, that music. That's the Twilight Zone, actually. <laughs> I think you just did the My Twilight point Zone. is, the music never fit the moment in this movie. Like, I, it was, I don't know. It was just like always like trying to be really creepy, but also trying to be really action packed. And literally, they're just like walking slowly down a street for a solid two oh, minutes. Oh, for like five minutes. It's incredible. <laughs> How long they make us watch her walk down the street. The scenes in this movie are all so The long. movie itself could have been about 30 minutes long. Yeah, agreed. They would have gotten the same <laughs> amount done. Maybe we're being unfair. People are going to get really mad. No, I don't care. <laughs> this is how I feel. I have to be honest, this is who though. I, am. I know. I'm going to be honest. Should we just go straight into the, the blow by blow of yeah. this movie? Let's, okay, let, let's, let's help just... people understand <laughs> what how very little happens in this movie. You might be fooled when you watch it and you're like, wow, stuff happened. It's, no, it didn't. I, like, even if I can get past the fact that the story is a little flat, I can't get past some of the just, ri- just over-the-top ridiculous moments that are played straight, such as, I don't know, picking up a tombstone <laughs> and carrying it. Wow. Into someone's He's house. quite strong. It makes no sense. Why did he okay, put it I'm, there? Okay, anyways, next we'll get because we'll it was spooky. <laughs> because he wanted to freak her. It doesn't make any. I can't. Michael Myers is a drama queen. Like he's a drama sure. queen. So it starts out rainy yeah. night, nurse and a doctor driving down the road. For okay, some it's Doctor Loomis. Doctor Loomis is someone you need to know. Okay, Doctor. You know Loomis. they wanted to um, hire what's his name? Saruman. What's his name? Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to hire him, and he said no. That's fair. And then he later on said that it was, like, the worst mistake of his entire career. I don't think that's true. Well, he could have made a lot of money. But think about how much they were paying their actors if their entire budget was $325,000. Oh, yeah. No, so Jamie Lee Curtis, 
got $8,000 for this movie. <laughs> that is dirt. Put that, into, put that into, like, the 1970s sexist, like, perspective, though. Dr. Loomis here, he got $20,000. Oh, that's bull. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, it's well, super messed up. Jamie Lee gets her due. Jamie Lee Curtis has way more, way more screen time. She's a much better actor. Mm. And Well, this was her first movie, though, and she is a teenager, so she's not as valuable. It's true. It's just true. But she only got... And she was... So, of all the teenage girls in this movie, she's, A, the only one that lives, and B... She's the only one um, who was actually a teenager when they filmed it. Yeah, and C, the only one who doesn't expose herself on film, which I'm sure is related to B. Which is why she lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Also, one other thing about Jamie Lee and the budget. She spent $100 of her own money on her wardrobe. Everyone's outfits that you see, there was no wardrobe. They just went and wore their actual clothes. Yeah, no, they had no money for this movie. Yeah, she went to JCPenney's and spent $100. They all just wore their own. (laughs) Yeah, they just wore their regular clothing. This movie starts out pretty strong. We have that spooky, very classic music that Chris thinks is the Twilight Zone theme. Also, it's just very psycho. It's not at all. So we have the theme. I like the credits a lot. And we open up on um, watching (laughs) these teenagers just making out very awkwardly. And then um, they run up. And the camera's like the eyes of the murderer, obviously. Yes, the eyes of the murderer. Yeah, which is creepy. We see these kids go upstairs, presumably to have sex. They um, definitely have sex. Yeah. So then it takes this kid or person murderer 15 seconds to walk upstairs. They're done. He opens the door. Oh, my gosh. No. If you if you if you measure the time. So like the kid, the camera goes around the back of the house or whatever. And by the time he gets there and the boy's coming down, it took they would have had had to have gone upstairs and had sex in exactly one minute and six seconds. (laughs) That's embarrassing. (laughs) And he had his pants on it already by the time he was at the bottom of the stairs. That's true. Ah, high schoolers. Oh, high school. And then, of course, speaking of high school tropes, we have her saying, the, this teenage girl saying, will you call me? He's like, oh, yeah, maybe. I got to uh, gotta go. And he leaves. And he's like, oh, yeah. No, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do totally that. totally call you. He's not. He's also, he says he has to get up early. And I'm like, for what? You're like 16. <laughs> do you have a meeting? Do you have a conference with Japan? Like, why are you getting up early? <laughs> Makes no sense. He's a busy guy. Maybe he's a paper boy or something. (laughs) Okay. So then we um, have um, the killer POV camera going upstairs. We see a naked teenager. She turns. She shouts, Michael, and then gets stabbed very goofily and dies. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about that for a second. This first murder. So... This is the setting for the stage, right? Yeah, I'm supposed to. This is the first murder. It's really early in the film. This is what's supposed to be, like, scary. It sets up everything that we know about who Michael Myers is as a person, a six-year-old clown murderer, apparently. And this scene is nothing, nothing short of silliness. It's so goofy. Like, the way that she screams when she's being (laughs) murdered. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. She doesn't try to get away from This girl has clearly never been murdered because she has no idea how to act it. Goodness. Also, um, the hands. So they didn't. This is a fun fact I learned. They didn't have the child actor yet, except for for that one scene where they take off his mask later. So for this whole scene where you see the hand like stabbing this girl very clumsily, it's actually one of their producers. It's a a woman's hand. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's Deborah Hill. So she's a co-writer and co-producer of this film. And so if you look closely, the hand, and actually they do this, they use her hands more than once throughout the film, whenever you can see Michael Myers' hands. And his nails are very well manicured (laughs) and like shiny. (laughs) And I love that. 
I mean, I don't oh, know this little... kid. Maybe this kid's got quirks. He files his nails. He kills his sister. He's like, all right, date today's schedule. Wake up, <laughs> eat Cocoa Puffs, get a mani-pedi, kill my sister <laughs> <laughs> for her sexual deviance <laughs> with the paper boy. With the paper boy who needs to get up early. So oh she gosh. falls down. She's dead. Instantly. Yeah, she, and she's dead. So this is a slasher film, and it's because it's a guy killing people with a cleaver or whatever, like a French cutting knife. It's a butcher knife. But there is, like, no blood ever. Ever. Like, there's a little bit of blood on this girl who's being stabbed repeatedly like a, like all a over little. her body, apparently. But literally, we can't see where she's getting stabbed because all we can see are her breasts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This Full is like, and it's in stark, stark contrast to like the 1980 slasher films that we recently watched, like Nightmare on Elm Street, or oh, they just throw up blood like it's confetti. Screen. Yeah, like yeah, buckets of blood, blood guns everywhere. shooting out. Yeah. As far as I can tell, horror movies really need to just like get it together and decide how much blood is in the human body <laughs> <laughs> and how much of it comes out when you stab them aggressively, well, because it's not as much as came out of Johnny Depp, and it is a lot more than came out of this girl. All right, so Michael Myers, baby Michael Myers, who, spoiler alert, it's Michael Myers, goes downstairs, and he's in a little clown mask. His parents are home. They take it off, and he's just standing there with a knife, and they're just staring at him, I guess, waiting (laughs) for him to explain himself. Michael, what have you done? And it's just like, literally, he's just standing there, and she's not even, like, reacting very aggressively. She's just screaming. But her body language is not consistent. No, they're just kind of looking down at him, like, that's weird. That's weird. Cut scene, and then all of a sudden, it's no. It's, it, there's like a little time lapse thing. It says like twenty years later or something. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, twenty years later. Twenty years later, and then we're then we meet the infamous Doctor Loomis. Doctor Loomis. I don't know if he's a psychologist or a psychiatrist or just psychiatrist. A I think random man paid to pretend to be one of those people, but he's clearly not very good at it. Mm, well, he's also kind of like security detail. Unclear. Oh. Well, he's not good at that either. No. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Cut to 15 years later. We have Dr. Loomis. We have nurse chambers. They're driving to the sanitarium to transfer this mysterious patient, whose name we're hearing for the first time, Michael Myers. And so um, he's going to go and stand trial for his crimes, I guess, now that he's an adult. Is that kind of what they were saying? Yeah. So I'm really confused, and I don't understand. I, I, I was so confused at this part because Dr. Loomis keeps talking about this Michael Myers guy as like, this monster with no emotion and no life in his eyes and how he's not really a human and how we're going to have to like sedate him heavily for the trial and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, is this still just a six year old who killed only his sister? Like was he transferred to a mental institution after killing his sister? And then now 15 years later, he's an adult so they can try him and then whatever. But I'm like, I feel like he has to have done more crimes because yeah, he killed his sister in cold blood as a child. But this guy's words are very strong. Yeah. The only thing he really had to say was that he's a psychopath and he hasn't spoken in 15 years. Right. That's, but instead that's he it. like refers to him as the evil. Yes. He's the evil. <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like I feel, I feel like Michael Myers must have done something extra. But I think you're right. I think he probably just got put into a mental institution and turns out John, Cop- John Carpenter and everyone else in this film is just really dramatic about it. Really dramatic about it. Well, he did stab his sister in a clown costume. Is That's true. I mean, it doesn't make him a good person. I'm not saying person. he should get away with it. I'm not saying he's a good person. I just <laughs> think they're a little, you know, hyperbolic with how evil he is, per se. I'd agree with that. I mean, to, to this point, obviously later, 
I mean, oh yeah, it confirms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, they pull up, I guess, to the sanitarium. They have some nurses walking around outside. It's raining, and then Michael Myers just jumps on top of the car. Oh my god, Michael this scene was car. also just so goofy. Yeah, like it's just like a hand reaching out from uh, above the thing, and like the and doctor just, is nowhere to be seen. He's like trying to get the gate open or something. He doesn't notice any of this happen. No, well, it's raining. Oh my gosh, and Obviously. then the nurse is getting strangled, and then she gets thrown out of the car, and then Michael Myers drives away. Yeah. Um, and they very briefly um, discussed how Michael knows how to drive a car. Yeah, how does he know how to drive so a car if they, he was put in? They briefly address it in, I, I forget which scene it is, but just in the background, they're like, yeah, how could he drive that car? Oh, I guess he was paying attention when we drove him around places. And that's it. They, they just. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they're trying to say he's like a super genius or something. Yeah, or that he's just planned this. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. There's, no, just, there's no way he just knew how to drive. No, it's it, they just pretty much just shoved in some audio that explained it whenever all the viewers were like, wait, but how? if he was six? If he was six. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. So Michael's driving away with very skilled driving. Even very skilled. Yeah, even though he's never driven a In car. the middle of the rain. At yeah, night. I don't know. Like, my first time driving a car was in the daylight, and I was having a panic attack approaching, like, a stoplight. And you're, like, smashing into things. <laughs> Sorry. I guess being a psychopath helps. I guess that helps. That has its benefits. So now we're in Haddonfield, Illinois. We meet Lori Strode, a.k.a. Jamie Lee Curtis, and mm-hmm. she's walking to school. Um, she has to drop off um, a key for her dad, who's a realtor, at the Myers house. And then she right. meets, um, comes up to a little boy who is um, apparently a boy that she often babysits and is going to look after him on Halloween night. And it is Halloween day now. Is, is, yeah. is it all the same day? It's all the same day. And okay. that was a big issue with production. They wanted to make it spread out but then they realized they couldn't afford that so that it was cheaper just to make it all happen in one day that makes sense i mean what about this needs to be spread out nothing about this needs nothing to be. I, it could like have been said, much this, shorter this movie could take place in 20 minutes Lori and this kid drop off the key at the myers house and tommy's like oh it's a spook house oh, a boogeyman and she's like haha silly kid slips it through the mail slot and then we get that shot of michael myers um looking at her through the window and she doesn't see and this is like where he imprints on her or something and decides like, oh, you're my next victim and I will literally kill no one else until I can kill you. Oh, you don't know. You don't know why he kills her. Why does he kill her? So Is this, this explained in one of the other movies that doesn't mean anything anymore because they ignored them all? I feel, okay, so they kind of explain it in this movie. The first three times I watched it, I didn't catch it. So if you guys didn't catch it, whatever, I didn't either. That's his sister. What? Yeah. So it's so shoehorned and silly. But Michael Myers had two sisters, the one that he stabbed to death, and then a littler one who his parents could deal with after the catastrophe of losing two of their kids and so adopted they just got out. Rid of the third. Yeah, adopted her out. And so basically he's hunting for his other family member to kill her. Okay, okay. But that that's not explained in the movie, right? It's it's like kind of explained, like but very poorly. Where? Oh my god, I did not catch that at all. It's um I believe Dr. Loomis talks about it for a bit and they like he keeps bringing back his like his sister's headstone. I, oh, that's where they talk about it, I think, is whenever he they go to the family gravesite mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, he's come back." blah 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 like for his family and like he had the headstone but he was his sister's headstone and now he's trying to get his other sister. It's dumb. Like, I'm not right, yeah. justifying it. Yeah, it's I don't care for silly. that. I don't buy it. And it's, yeah, that was sloppily done. <laughs> but that's why. Sloppy. That's what this movie is. It's sloppy. <laughs> it's like, 
but people love it. I'm it. not going to get, get back into that. Anyways, but. so he imprints on her, and he's like going to start stalking her for the yeah. Rest that of the was day. the plan. That's why he came here. Is for um, was for her. The other movies were there, and where they're both in them is him getting finding out where she lives and going there, basically. So it's all about Jamie. This Lee. guy needs to like get a grip or something. <laughs> yeah, just tell him that, Doctor Loomis. He'll be fine. Get a grip. Stop trying to kill grip. your sister. She's done nothing to you. <laughs> oh yeah, and then the next scene is where they discuss how Michael knows how to drive a car, and he, like it's Doctor Loomis like chewing out the hospital admin. Oh right, yeah. yeah. And then we go to the elementary school. We're following around Tommy Doyle, who is apparently like not a very popular kid. He's getting bullied, and they're talking about how like the boogeyman's gonna get him. And Tommy gets freaked out and he runs away. One of the kids runs into what's assumed to be Michael Myers and then freaks out and runs away. And then we see um, 73 miles outside of Illinois. We have Dr. Loomis is making a telephone call at a pay station at a pay phone to call the sheriff of Haddonfield and let him know like Michael's coming. And I assume he's saying Michael's coming to Haddonfield because he knows that's where the sister is. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. Anyway. And so then he finds um, the discarded hospital robes in the bushes and you're like, oh, Michael's been here, and that's where he's going. And then he, what they don't see, they don't show Dr. Loomis, but we get to see is that there's a dead mechanic on the side of the road. Right, and that's where Michael got his, like, iconic overalls Coverall things. Yeah, exactly. Like, each of these scenes, I just need to point this out again. They take too long. Like, the scene where he's following Tommy Doyle in the car is, like, a solid, like, maybe it's only 45 seconds, but it feels like it takes eight minutes for him to just, like, follow this boy in the car. And I'm just like, this didn't need to happen. I don't care. Right? And I think the whole point was to make it creepy. And, like, this isn't a jump scare movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's, it's much more of a... scary movie. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's much more of, like, a oh, it's trying to make you creepy and uncomfortable. And, like, these lingering moments where you see someone standing across the street staring at you in a scary Captain Kirk mask. Like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to, like, linger with you and, like, creep you out in that kind of way. And, honestly, maybe it did back then. But I just don't buy it. Yeah, I agree with you entirely. I'm genuinely surprised that you don't like this movie. Why would I like this movie? I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. A lot of people like this movie. Obviously, we are the minority here, but I definitely don't like this movie. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's not a good movie. I'm glad we can finally agree. We finally movie, agree. Um, so we have, we meet uh, Lori's friends. She has Annie and Linda. I guess they're all way cooler than Lori is. They all have, like, boyfriends and lives. We get that great line where, who is it? Annie's like, oh, why aren't you going out? You never go out. And she's like, boys think I'm too smart. Oh, my gosh. It's like, oh, Oh, poor you. (laughs) Oh, I'm just too smart. Boys get intimidated by it. Which, like, might have been true. I don't know. But, like, garbage. It's garbage writing. It doesn't doesn't matter. It doesn't add anything to the story. I'm like, It adds nothing. Adds nothing. And then we see, like, the car that drives by and screeches to a halt. And they're like, oh, God, what is that? And then they move on. So now we have Lori babysitting Tommy. And Lori's a good babysitter. Lori's an excellent babysitter. Annie, her friend, is a terrible babysitter. Terrible babysitter. Terrible. And so Annie is babysitting Lindsay. But that's kind of like that's kind of like a thing about this movie, right, is that Michael Myers ends up stalking and killing these teenage girls who are babysitting. Yeah. And so I remember when you brought up watching this movie, you called it a babysitter. Killer killer movie or whatever yeah so this movie the original title wasn't halloween Hmm. the original title for this for this movie actually was the babysitter murderers or the babysitter murders (laughs) which is so (laughs) which is so stupid but it's much more fitting for the quality of this film and like i said before like they had it originally that was going to be spaced over several days and then they decided they couldn't afford that um, they could afford so then nothing. They were like, 
Oh my god, they could afford literally nothing. And a bunch of the scary, like, lighting later on in the movie, like how there's, like, never any lights on in any of these houses. Yeah. Is literally because they couldn't afford any more lights. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, that's spooky. I guess that's good. (laughs) They're like, yeah, this worked out well. And I mean, they they only had 300,000, right? And they spent half of it on the cameras. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good thing to spend it on. I wish they had spent... You know, they spent money on leaves, of all the things. Oh, my gosh. Okay, they so because they filmed it in spring, but it's they, set in the fall. So it's they set just in the fall for Halloween. <laughs> and it's set in leaves. Illinois. But it's yeah. filmed in Southern California. In the spring. In the spring. And so they literally went to, like, I don't know, whatever the 1970s version of Joanne's was. <laughs> they bought a bunch of leaves, which were green because it was spring. And so yep. all the, like, all those craft stores only had, like, seasonal leaves. So they had to spray paint them all brown and then they just cast them like across all the sidewalks when they were filming but they couldn't afford to buy more leaves so then they had to go recycle them them. (laughs) and use them again but like if you notice when you're watching the movie like there's all these leaves on the ground but all of the trees are perfectly oh they're green green. they're all green (laughs) and like every now and then you see a palm tree and you're like wait a minute (laughs) isn't this in illinois I don't, I just don't, I mean, I don't make movies. I don't know how it goes, but like, couldn't you have just filmed it somewhere else? Oh my gosh. It's couldn't you so have just waited funny a to few me. Months? Going back and watching it now, I'm just like, oh my gosh, all these green trees everywhere. <laughs> and like all these leaves on the ground. You're like, something is, something's a muck. Something's <laughs> not right here. But also because they chose to film it on Halloween, like they had all these jack-o'-lanterns and stuff. And so they would have pumpkins in front of the houses and things. Right. And turns out this was a big deal because it was so hard for them to find pumpkins. Yeah, no doubt. Because <laughs> it was the wrong time of year. And so, oh my God, just so wait. Funny. Just like wait four months. <laughs> no, they couldn't. They had Can't to film wait. it now. Okay, I'm sorry. I clearly don't know anything about movies. It's yeah, definitely more efficient to spray paint leaves. <laughs> to spray paint leaves. Whatever. Those poor oh interns. Like, I'm going to work on a movie a set, movie. Mom. They're just spray painting leaves. <laughs> yeah. All right, so back to Lori and Annie. So Annie basically is only babysitting. Annie is the girl who's a terrible babysitter. She basically admits she's only babysitting this girl so that she can invite her boyfriend over. Yeah. She's crap. She's a crappy person. Yeah. And then Linda has a date with Bob. I'm like, okay. Oh, my God. And so that's what everyone's night's going to be. Linda has a life because she's going on a date with Bob. Annie has a life because she's not actually babysitting at all, and she's going to go on a date with her man. And then Lori doesn't have a life because she's a good student and a good yeah. babysitter. And so. you can't be a good student and, like, no. a good girl. Boys won't like you. And also talk to boys and no, have a life. Not. You can't you do those to things. Pick. No, you pick. And they have chosen. Exactly. <laughs> and so as they're walking, obviously, Michael Myers is following her around. She sees her. She's him. Lori sees him. No one else sees them. And it's like making fun of her for it, which is they're just really great friends. They're and all awful people. They're <laughs> garbage humans. And so then they all go to do what they're going to do for Halloween. and Which um, is bang. Yeah, exactly. And then Lori's like, I'm going to go home. She goes home, goes upstairs. And we get that great shot of her um, seeing Michael Myers downstairs among the what are they called sheets that's what they're called <laughs> among the sheet among the clothesline that's what it is outside by the clothesline and right then, like she she but the thing is so people really like that scene but it doesn't make sense because she doesn't 
avert her gaze at all. So she's just staring out the window. She sees Michael Myers. We cut back to her still staring out the window and then back down to the clothesline and he's gone. Right. Yeah, it's not like he could have disappeared while she was looking she away She was looking or right there. It's literally like he apparated and she's like, what the hell? It doesn't make, it's like in the blink of an eye or whatever. It's, it's like, very, it doesn't she's make. like, murderer guy, you can't use magic outside of Hogwarts. <laughs> That's why she's so upset. That's why she's upset. And then the telephone rings. She answers it. It's um, strange breathing or whatever. And she's like, oh, puts it down. Answers it again. Of course, it's Annie. And um, Annie's like, why'd you hung up on me? I was breathing into the Oh, my phone. gosh. Yeah, because all you could hear was like. <laughs> and like, and so you think it's Michael Myers calling her or whatever. Obviously. And then, yeah, it's just the girl. And she's like, oh, I was just eating. And I'm like, why do you call someone? <laughs> With a mouthful of cud, and then you're like not gonna say anything for four seconds. These <laughs> Jamie teenagers Lee's like, have no manners. <laughs> Jamie Lee literally is screaming into this phone like, "Who is this? <laughs> Answer me! Hello!" And the, and the girl's like just sitting so there chewing cute. a little bit longer. She's like, "I'll answer her in a second." <laughs> and then why do you hang up on me? She's too polite <laughs> to talk with her mouthful, but not too polite to call someone and chew into their ear. <laughs> oh my gosh disgusting yeah. and then she gets mad she's like yeah. why'd you hang up on me i wasn't done chewing <laughs> she's a monster gross. she's the real villain she's of this the film. real annie annie's the real villain <laughs> and so then um she's like i'm coming to pick you up and laurie's like okay so she picks her up meanwhile we have dr loomis we have the scene where he goes to the cemetery with the graveyard person groundskeeper and they go check the grave of judith myers and the gravestone's missing. And Loomis is like, oh, he's come home. I don't know why he needed a gravekeeper for I that. I genuinely don't know. Maybe to like, find he was like, it? He, like, how do you even find a gravekeeper? Why would you think that he was coming for the bones of... I don't understand. I don't he understand. He just goes to the graveyard. And he's like, I need someone to show me where their graves are. And then they go and like, oh, just as I suspected, he stole the gravestone. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be something really cool. Like, oh, he dug up the body. But no, he just. <laughs> I don't know why did he, he just go there took to the stone. Why I don't did he know. Go there to begin with, I, do, I don't. Understand. I don't know. Like I said, I don't understand this doctor person. Because he, he wanted to do that campy effect later, which we'll get to. So, mm-hmm. and Annie and Lori are driving. They're smoking weed mm-hmm. before they babysit. You know, like the pre the pre work ritual. They're right. getting high. Basically, Annie says that she's gonna just like sit this little girl who she's babysitting in front of horror movies for six hours so she can go mac on her boyfriend. I have a strong suspicion that you are this little girl. Did your babysitter do this to you? Yeah, that's why I am the way this. Is yeah. that why you? You cracked the code. You figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I just sat and watched horror movies as my babysitter got murdered. In the oh my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. Oh my gosh. Then Annie and Lori, I guess, find they, they come up to the dad who's annie's dad who's the sheriff and he's he's like oh someone broke in and stole mask kids oh my god yeah but but okay so he stole a mask yeah but he also stole some other things he's like yeah some someone came in here stole a mask some rope a couple of knives (laughs) kid kid things i'm just like are you kidding me like mask sure it's halloween like a kid couldn't afford a costume or whatever but the other things are murder weapons yeah so this was a stark contrast to the sheriff dad from nightmare on elm street who was just fiercely overprotective like what is my daughter doing here what were you doing with boys they're murders yeah. about bah! bars exactly. on your windows and then you have this dad who's like yeah someone's running around in a mask with i don't know knives and ropes have fun honey yeah stay safe <laughs> yeah have fun babysitting there is wink, a happy wink. medium exactly there's a happy medium hopefully we'll find it we'll get a movie where someone has a dad who's a very ordinary 
efficient sheriff. I just want like a normal parent, you know, <laughs> just one. Who, like doesn't react too much, but also reacts an appropriate amount. <laughs> so Annie and Lori are driving and they're discussing their boyfriend woes and how Lori is an introvert and she she's got her nose stuck in her books and she's too smart and boys won't ask her on a date how is she going to go to the homecoming dance and she says I like Ben and we're supposed to care about it but we don't and so we don't care and then of course the shape at the Michael Myers who is oftenly called the shape um, is following them and then we go babysit again all of this could have been five minutes if I know that this episode of this podcast is going to be really long it's not our fault it's John Carpenter's fault. It's John Carpenter's fault. Like this this podcast could have been four minutes covering a movie <laughs> of 20. All right. So they go to their, it's Halloween night and everyone's babysitting poorly. And mm-hmm. um, we have Dr. Loomis is hanging out with the sheriff. And they go to the Myers house and basically they find the, a dog that had been eaten. Was it a dog? I thought yeah. it was like a cat or a rat yeah. or something. An animal was eaten. I assume yeah. that they wouldn't have found a rat maybe and that would be pushing some conclusions but if it was a dog (laughs) i don't know but then we have like the line from dr loomis where he's like this isn't a man because the sheriff's like what man could do this yeah exactly so this isn't a man it's a pokemon and then we cut back um we go or they go up to the judith myers bedroom or whatever and we go through the history about how, like, he spent 15 years studying Michael Myers, only to determine that there's nothing inside the child's mind but pure evil. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Again, really dramatic, like you've said. Oh, also, this is a fun fact. That house was an actual house. Oh. Like, the Myers house was an actual, Did- like, dilapidated house. And so they filmed all of the shots. Just like in an abandoned house? Yeah. It was, like, a, a crappy old house. And then they just fixed it up a little bit and threw some furniture in it for the the actual shots where they're in the beginning of the movie when it's like a lived in house. Yeah. I wonder if anyone lives there now. I'm pretty sure the Myers house itself is a historic landmark, not just for this movie, although it's definitely for this movie, but also for a tree that's on the property. That's like one of the oldest in like the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So it's like a protected lot now, partially because of this movie and partially because of trees. Well, the, you know, the U S government decided that this film was, you I know, didn't know they had the authority. A cornerstone yeah. of American aesthetic. Yeah. So. I'm like, I don't like this movie. Well, according to America, <laughs> you do. Okay. So it's nighttime. Um, everyone's going to go babysit now. Lori's reading her that kid a story. Well, actually. I, so boring. I, I got really excited. Like, this is one of the only parts of the movie that kind of like excited me a little bit. Hmm. Was actually when he was stalking them in the car. For literally, I don't know, 15 minutes or whatever that yeah. they took to explain like, oh, yeah, he's still following them <laughs> and they still haven't figured out that he's behind them. But so in the car, as he's following them, guess what song is playing? Hallelujah. I'll tell you, it's Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult, Oh, which is such a good song, first of all. Yeah, but that and Scream. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's the only reason I got excited because like they do a cover of it in Scream yeah. when the Whenever boy who, whose name I can't palace. remember anymore. Greasy, climbs greasy the... Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. He's like, hey, you remind me of The Exorcist and let's break up. I don't think that's exactly what he said. but <laughs> That's essentially that's essentially what he said in that scene. I don't think that's quite what it was. But I'm just like, oh, I like it. It's like these like it's just a, like another little thing. Like that's such a small detail again of like Scream. That's why I love Wes Craven. 
I know. Do you see what I mean? But maybe Wes Craven isn't that smart, though, because (gasps) this is his favorite movie. Halloween is his favorite movie. Oh, you're right. Well, okay. Let's, all right, but give him some credit. This movie was, like, all they really had. Think of some other scary movies that you can like whenever you're growing up in the 70s. This is kind of it. I guess so. I guess all those Alfred Hitchcock ones, though. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there really is no excuse. So it's inexplicably nighttime now because we've been following them through the entire 24 hours of the day. They were, oh my God, they were following him. He was following them for so long. I'm like, when are they going to get to the babysitting house? <laughs> Where, how far is this? Is this in another, in another city? They're just walking across the county to the kids they have to babysit. Yeah, oh my God. So then basically we have the scene where Tommy sees Michael Myers outside. And he's like, other than Laurie, the only person who sees Michael Myers without dying. And he's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's the boogeyman, the boogeyman. And Aunt, and um, Laurie's too busy being upset at Annie for setting because her up Annie's on a Annie's a date. terrible person. She's a really... Okay, so Annie's a horrible friend and an even worse babysitter. Ugh. If you watch her, all of her scenes where she's babysitting this kid is just her screaming at the kid about how much she hates her dog. She's like, I hate oh your dog. God. And, oh, my God. Get the in poor here. dog. I, I hate love your dog. dog. Oh. What happened to the well, dog? Did the dog die? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. How did you miss that? Because oh. the dog... I don't know, for some reason, like, maybe she lets it out of the house. It comes around, and it sees Michael Myers watching Oh, the that's right. The that's right. I remember. That's right. And the dog starts growling at Michael Myers, and oh, then all of a right. sudden you hear, like, a couple barks, and then the dog whines, right? Yeah. And it's presumed that Michael Myers killed it, and then you see Michael Myers carrying the dead dog from around the house. I remember now. And what's super fun is that the dog, the dead dog that Michael Myers is carrying... Is is actually the other dog, and they trained it to play dead in full flaccid body. Wow, they really had no money. <laughs> they had, no, they couldn't even get a fake dead dog. They had to use the same real dog that was trained to do this. That's impressive. That is impressive. I that that dog is the star of the film, next to Jamie Lee. Curtis. Next to Jamie, yeah, I was like, let's give her a little credit. And so anyway, Annie's on the phone. Of course, the whole time she's on the phone with her friend. She spills popcorn oil on herself, I guess, and has to change her clothes. So, so naturally, she, she, com- exactly. she completely disrobes in a stranger's kitchen. And then she's oh trying gosh. to get a, um, go outside and she's going to go change. This is, where the, this is where the dog dies. And then she goes outside to go do laundry. And basically, Paul calls and Paul is excited because his parents aren't home. And Annie apparently forgets that she's being paid to look after a child. Yeah, and she she's invites like, oh, him over. I'm free. Yeah, she's like, oh, perfect. I'm free. I'm doing nothing tonight. <laughs> and um, whenever he asks her to give him a ride, she, he's like, hey, like, can you give me a ride, Annie? And she's like, I can't. And for a minute, I'm like, oh, thank God. But then she's, I was like, she realizes that she's babysitting. And then she says, no, I can't because my clothes aren't done washing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Which, and oh, my God, she's just so confusing to me because then, like, I thought she was going to die here, right? I thought she was going to die a long time ago. And it's super creepy. And then she see like the door gets locked behind her. And then she tries to go out the other door and she gets stuck somehow. In the window, I think. Yeah. She just like gets completely stuck. And then the little girl comes out. Like, great. The little girl has to die for your ridiculousness. (laughs) But somehow the girl survives and helps her out. And she's like, oh, my God, we're never going to tell your parents about this. I'm like, what happened? Is it? Are you just embarrassed? I, th- I think she's just embarrassed. Yeah, like she, she's like, don't tell him I got stuck in a window. But like, I guess you can tell him that I'm 
actively having men come over to your house. And that your dog is missing and I haven't noticed yet. I haven't noticed. I'm relieved, actually. Yeah. Man, screw Annie. Yeah, she's the worst. She's the worst. And so then we flash back to um, Lori and Tommy. Oh, that, no, that's right. Because Annie brings over Lindsay. <laughs> oh, my God. She brings Lindsay, brings this kid to another person's house. And I was like, hey, you're babysitting that kid. Can you, like, babysit this Can kid, too? Can you just too? babysit, too? What's one more? What's one yeah. more? But I'm still going to collect the money. And then <laughs> Lori's like, no. Well, okay. Because Lori's kind of weak. Let's be real. And she's a good person. Yeah, she's a good person. She's like, well, I'm not going to let you just leave it in the laundry room with like a bowl of child kibble, which is what you yeah. would do if I didn't take this kid. Basically, they they just go in and they put, she puts on another horror movie for the kids. And they're, oh, this is a fun fact. Um, they're watching The Thing. And that was a movie that was also directed by John Carpenter. I've heard of that. I've you heard of The Thing. definitely I've heard of should thing. hear of The Thing. Yeah. I have no idea what it's about. I think it's about um, like a thing. Correct. Good job. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to cover it. You got it. Bing, bang, done. Got it. Done. And so then Annie goes back um, to the house to get her car keys, and she goes in the garage, and then, like, all the windows in the vehicle are fogged, and she's like, that's weird, and then, like, gets in anyway, I guess. And then Michael Myers, of course, strangles her to death. Right. And th- But then he pulls out a knife and slashes her across the throat. Again, yeah. entirely bloodless. For due measure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's already strangled her. She's dead. She's about to die if he would just... And he's like, oh, I, I'm bored. Slash and again, like entirely bloodless. I think they just couldn't afford fake blood. Maybe. I think that's what it was. You could do it Because they used all cheap. of the fake blood on the first murder and it was like, you know, a couple milliliters. If they hadn't just blown their budget on freaking leaves. <laughs> I can't. If they just filmed in the correct state the at the right time season, of year. the correct season. Whatever. No blood. I, that You do make a good point. They probably like couldn't afford... It's, you can buy it at the dollar store. You can yeah, do just something. get corn syrup and... Like, don't even make good blood. It doesn't have to be like, try a little harder, people. I feel like you and I could remake Halloween in five minutes. Let's do it. On like a $20 budget. Let's do it. Let's remake Halloween. Let's do it. (laughs) We're so cocky. We're like, we could do it better. (laughs) (laughs) The nation's most celebrated movie. (laughs) So back to Tommy and Lindsay. They're still watching TV. And then Tommy, of course, sees the boogeyman outside. It's Michael Myers. He's carrying Annie's body somewhere. And he starts Somewhere. shouting, and then Lori comes over and is like, there's no such thing as the boogeyman. I'm going to make you go to bed if you don't start freaking me out. No one listens to kids ever in any of these movies, and the kids are always right. Because they're always right. They are. And then Dr. Loomis is still watching the Myers house. I guess he's watching the wrong house. I don't know what he's waiting for. I don't and know then, what Dr. Loomis is doing. He's a mon- He's a mess. He's a mess. And then um, and basically, basically Loomis, is, he, Loomis is still waiting at the Meyer's house and he basically is talking to the sheriff and the sheriff's like nothing's happening it's all just Halloween pranks and Loomis is mm-hmm. like it's definitely not I'm a psychologist or a psychiatrist like I wouldn't just be in freaking Illinois for my health for my health. <laughs> so and then back to Linda and Bob who oh maybe maybe worse than Annie I might hate Linda more than I hate Annie so that's a, that's a strong statement. Are you, I'm about to back it up. I hope you're okay. ready. <laughs> so Linda and Bob are drunk. They drive over in some van to the house, the Wallace house, which is where um, Annie was Annie babysitting. Was. But a- Lindsay, Annie took the kid over to the other house and then she's out with her man or was going to be, but then got strangled. So right. they're like, yay, the house is free <laughs> oh my god they just walk in they're like hello is anybody here they no? drive their right. drunk they drive their drunk like beer cans like comically falling out of their van as they 
get out. Then they go inside. They're like, anyone here? No. Sweet. And then she calls Lori to see where Annie is. She's like, is Annie coming home anytime soon? And Lori's like, no. She's like out and about having a better life than I am. Are you going to bring me a kid to babysit too? And they're like, haha, no, we're going to have sex. Hang up the phone. And then teenagers are literally the worst. <laughs> they are the oh. worst. They find out their friend's parents are gone. They drive to the house drunk. They walk into the house, spend about five seconds trying to locate Annie and the boyfriend before just opening. They No, they threw an empty beer can on the ground oh of the house and start making out on the stranger's couch. They go upstairs to the master bedroom, obviously, to have sex. They disconnect the phone. So the parents oh. who are trying to call to check on their kid can't. Can't. They disconnect the phone and then start smoking in bed. Oh, my gosh. And then they monsters. go raid the kitchen for beer. <laughs> oh, my. Well, OK. So, yeah. So the, what is it? What is his name? Bob. John, Bob. Bob. He's the one who goes down, right? Yeah. And then we get yet another spectacular and unrealistic murder. Yeah, because st- stabs him right in the stomach dead. Well, it stabs him in the stomach dead, but like he stabs him with a knife. Yeah. And then... He's, like, held off the ground, and the knife is, for some reason, holding him. (laughs) Like, he's stabbed into, like, what is, like, obviously, like, a really cheap 1970s plywood cabinet door. And it's just holding his body up. And also, the knife is sticking out of him still, like, a good five inches. So far. I'm like, Michael, is this a sword? (laughs) Did you buy a sword at this random hardware store that also sells scary masks? He's just... Hanging up his Halloween decorations. Oh my gosh! It Come was on, so, that was funny. So completely ridiculous. I, my favorite part of all of it is that he stabs him. He instantly dies, and Michael takes a step back, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And like looks at it for like yeah, he's 15 like, nice. seconds. Good Sweet. job, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Good murder. Oh my god, this is my favorite part of the whole movie because it. Oh it's my god! Just when you think it can't get any sillier, it does, and they play it very straight. He. <laughs> 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 sheet over him like a ghost it carves the little eyes out and it makes little eye holes then he takes bob's glasses <laughs> puts it over over the sheet i love it because he's like wants to trick linda into thinking that it's him and he's like this is a good plan oh my <laughs> like, god he, like he he goes he like yeah he's i imagine him climbing up the stairs he's like all right i'm gonna go kill this girl because they had sex and that's immoral mm-hmm. like my dirty sister dirty ho sister 15 years ago and then he's like, he passes the linen closet. And he's like, huh. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> Craft. You know what I could do. <laughs> okay, pause. Craft break. Back to murder. Oh, my. Yeah. The eye holes are my favorite part because you know he had to stop and, like, look for scissors and, like, cut <laughs> little eye holes. But my, what I love is that, like, okay, so she's sitting in the bed, right? Yeah, smoking. And she's like, and why aren't you beer. answering me? Like, why aren't you talking to me? And like, oh, you're just playing silent. Like, she thinks it's like a role play or whatever. Yeah. And then she like reveals her breasts again, <laughs> yeah. which is obviously like code for I'm about to be murdered in this movie. Of course. And then no reaction. Yeah, no reaction. But like a kind of a fun story. So PJ Souls. So she's the girl who plays mm-hmm. whatever this girl's Linda. name is. I've That's already Linda. forgot. Linda. So she went to a screening of this movie, but it wasn't like the premiere or anything like that. She literally just went like to a random and theater it. and paid and watched it. And so and she went there with her boyfriend or whatever. And so when this scene comes along, because her character like reveals her chest and she's like, see anything you like to the ghost Michael Myers. Right. And then a guy in the audience sitting right in front of her is like, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> 
in the middle of the movie theater. That's oh, how you my. know you've made it. <laughs> yeah. That's the best criticism you can get on your acting. Yeah, forget Rotten Tomato scores. Like, that <laughs> Just is... go to your local theater and see if people see if random like degenerates think you're hot. Good for you, Linda. And so then Michael, in his ghosty form, obviously murders the hell out of her, and yeah. no blood to be seen. Yeah, murders her, um, and then shoves her in a closet. And does more crafting, but we don't more get to crafting, know that yet. More crafting, not we yet. Don't see yes. That yet. <laughs> I just love the music. Makes it very clear that Linda's about to get it because she like picks at the phone and then it's like, don't 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 don't. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bye, Linda. <laughs> bye, Linda. Bye. As if you did. Were you really thinking though, like without the music, like oh she could live, she might make it. She might just walk girl away. With pigtails. <laughs> yeah, not gonna happen. So then we have Laurie is still alive. Jamie Lee is still Laurie's alive, and she's still putting alive. because both she's of a these virgin. children because she's a virgin and well, she, she's I, so too actually, smart though, for boys to like John, her. So John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, because they co-wrote it or whatever. Yeah, they've come out multiple, multiple times, like in documentaries and in interviews and stuff, and they're like, this is not a moral play. She doesn't live because she's a virgin. You know, it's like they didn't mean, like they weren't consciously trying to depict virginity as the barrier that would protect you from a rampaging serial killer. They definitely did, though. But they definitely, (laughs) well, like, what did they expect? Uh, Their whole argument was like, oh, these teenagers are having sex and that's why they're so distracted. They don't notice that they're about to be murdered. I'm like, well, that's a, that's. That's, kind of the same thing, right? It's, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I'm, I'm, it's like, I'm sorry, but like, you don't kill them until they strip their clothes off. It's very clear. You know what you're doing. You can't like, back out now because it's the 90s or whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could have given Laurie Strode sleeves, a cigarette. You didn't yeah. do any of that. You, you made none her. Of that. You made. You gave her a line where she said, "Boys think I'm too smart." Don't <laughs> tell d- me that this is just a moral play. Nice try. So the evening's going on. We get a quite literally 60-second scene of Jamie Lee Curtis strolling down the street. My God, is this movie slow. Oh, my she God, sees it takes that so long. none of the lights are on and is like, oh, I wonder if Annie's home. And then so she goes into the house and, of course, finds <laughs> Annie on the bed. Annie sprawled out on the bed and a full headstone <laughs> is on the bed. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Deceased sister. Am I supposed to believe that he carried the tombstone around town, ignoring the weight entirely? No one noticed a masked man with a knife <laughs> carrying a fucking tombstone. <laughs> no one noticed this. Well, he was he put it in the back of his car and then drove it across the entire tri-state area to get to their babysitting house. That makes but, sense. Yeah, but then the fact that he would take the time. So he killed her and then he went down to his car, grabs the tombstone, carries it all the way back upstairs. <laughs> Sets it that way. And it's like, he didn't even know that Jamie Lee was going to come find that. He didn't. He's just like, you know what would be funny? You know, it'd be cool. First, <laughs> if everyone I... check out my costume. Also. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Michael Myers is going to attack Jamie Lee. Oh, wait. I forgot my favorite shot of Linda <laughs> shoved in a cabinet with her eyes crossed like a cartoon Oh, my God. Character. Yeah. Jamie just keeps finding bodies in this yes. house. Yes. And then um, Michael Myers uh, attacks Jamie from behind and slashes up her right arm. She breaks she breaks her ankle and she's trying to run out the back door. The um, the handle's blocked to the door, but it's very it's lo- poorly by like a, yes, a rake. It's a rake, yeah. <laughs> it's a rake, and it's too much for Lori to handle. And so she sees, oh wait, it's a glass pane door. I can break this. So she uses the flat of her hand. To- <laughs> 
to break like the glass idiot. like an idiot. And that's what Michael Meyer does in the beginning of the movie where he breaks the door, the window of the car. Yeah. He uses the flat of his hand. They would be so sliced up. None of it's safety glass because it's the 70s. Oh, yeah. But whatever. She does what she's got to do. And so she's screaming for someone to help her. She goes to the neighbor's house and is banging on the door. They turn oh. on the lights. Yeah, you can outside. see someone like looking in at her from the side window, and they're like, "Ah, Damn these kids!" Teenagers. Turns the lights off, <laughs> screaming for help and covered in blood. Halloween oh stuff. Uh, yeah, and it's like I know it's Halloween, but, but she is screaming on. bloody murder. She's like, "Please, oh my god, please help!" He's like chasing me, like la la la. Like I would open the door. I'd at least call nine one one. Yeah, like oh my god, those neighbors are awful people. She tries to go back to the Doyle house. Um, of course, she can't get her keys. Right. And so she's banging on the door to get Tommy. Tommy's like, I'm tired. So he makes his way downstairs. Meanwhile, though, okay, so, like, Jamie Lee is, I think she does a pretty decent job of being scared in this film. I think she's a good actress. Yeah. She's like, no live Tyler, but she's, no. you know, she did, She does She'll a really do. good job. But what's funny, though, is that they, so they filmed this movie, obviously, completely out of sequence, because that's yeah. how movies are done. And... So John Carpenter created what they called a fear meter so that Jamie Lee Curtis would know how scared she's supposed to be in any given scene. <laughs> and I just love it because, like, I imagine her, like, running up to that house and, like, banging on the door and be like, hey, can someone help me, please? Like, no, like whatever. The fear meter. <laughs> and then John, Sean's like, Jamie, Jamie, you're giving me a three. You're, okay, and I need a seven. All right? <laughs> seven on the sphere meter, okay? Check the meter, Jamie. Bring it up, girl. <laughs> I don't know that's why that's brilliant. how I imagine it. You know, I'm, I'm like, gonna, oh, my God. I'm going to rewatch this movie, and I'm going to gauge what I think the fear meter is. Yeah, exactly. The whole movie. You're like, okay, this is a one. a one. She's literally walking down the road for four hours. <laughs> and then ten. She's in the closet. That There aren't that many that are above, like, six, if no. that's what the fear meter is. She's not exactly. scared until, you know, I guess she's She's not scared, scared until the last four hours of the film. Yeah, which it still leaves like eight other hours where she wasn't scared of this godforsaken movie. So basically, I'm going to wrap this up, but she goes upstairs. She throws the kids in a closet or something. And she says, go lock yourself in a bedroom or whatever. And she goes. And of course, we have that great scene where she hides in the closet, which I actually really do like this scene. This is iconic. This is probably the scene that put the movie in the National Library of Congress like, okay, registry. But- but do, so, so she takes the two kids and she's like, all right, hide in this like spare bathroom or whatever, or, like yeah. in this other door. And then I'm going to go hide in this like pulley clothes yeah. closet. And they don't shut the door to the bedroom that they were in. Yeah. Like they didn't shut or lock that. No one tries to call anybody. She's like, I'm just going to hide in this little thing and maybe he won't find me. He could find the kids. I wouldn't have brought him to the kids die. in the first place. <laughs> You have all this space to run and hide, and you bring them to the children you're supposed to watch. Okay, yeah, to know. be fair, one of them Annie's supposed to watch. I'll give her that. Yeah. yeah. That, that one can go. That's not She's your like, fault. She's like, take this one. I wasn't even yeah, responsible exactly. for it. <laughs> not even getting paid for this one. You can have oh this Oh, my one. God. But we do have the scene where Michael Myers is trying to get through the closet, and then she actually gets really smart and resourceful. She grabs the coat hanger and stabs him in the eye. He drops right his in the knife eye. right in the eyeball, and then um, takes, a, takes a knife that he dropped and stabs him in the stomach. And, of course, we assume that he's dead at this point. Because that's how people die in this movie. You stab him once in the gut and they fall over. Yeah. She presumes he's dead. And you can never make that assumption about whether or not Michael Myers is dead. So you've only seen this. <laughs> you have, you've only seen this movie. In other movies, I swear, he is lit up with gasoline and lit on fire. 
Yeah, he I'm under the impression he's indestructible. The javelin. Yeah, but they don't really explain why. Like, they give kind of different explanations in different he's movies. The evil. Oh my god, that's so lazy. <laughs> he's so just lazy. a crazy six year old. Why wouldn't he be indestructible? If, why wouldn't he be? Makes perfect sense. So, Lori's hobbling back to the kids, and then um, Michael comes after her again. Oh, wait, no, this is where she goes in the closet. First, she stabbed him with the, the knitting needle in the neck, and presumed he was dead. Oh, yeah, the downstairs. Yeah. They st- yeah. She stabbed with the knitting she needle. She stabbed him with the knitting needle, and he just dropped. <laughs> Which is, again, kind of comedic, though, because she's literally hiding behind. She, she's hiding in front of the couch. It makes no sense. I'm like, who are you hidden from? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Stabs him Anyways. with the knitting needle. He drops. She goes upstairs, and that's when she goes up into the closet. She gets the kids, and yeah. she's like, oh, it's okay. We're it's all fine. safe. We're fine. Michael then, Myers gets up, because obviously. Because you stabbed him once with a knitting needle. And then um, the closet scene, he gets stabbed. He collapses to the floor. Um, she runs out. She tells the kids to run to the neighbor's house. They're screaming. And then Dr. Loomis sees him screaming, some kids screaming and leaving a house. He's like, I have an idea what's happening. Goes into yeah. that house. And then as she's, Lori's taking a moment for herself, uh, yeah. Michael Myers <laughs> stands up and starts to strangle her. And that's where we have, this is the one movie, I will say, the one movie where we actually get to see Michael Myers' face. It's the only movie. None of the other ones you can. And it's oh, just wow. some it's just some random guy. It, so Michael Myers was acted out by a few actors. The main one is Nick Castle, who's like done a lot of the Michael Myers movies. But uh-huh. actually, the face of the guy who you see is just a different random actor, and he was paid like three hundred dollars for that scene. <laughs> it's just some random guy. And here's the here's an even funnier catch. So since this is the only scene, and it's really brief, where we get to see Michael Myers' face. A lot of people, when they talk to John Carpenter and people in the movie, they talk about, oh, yeah, I remember being little and I was so scared of his, like, disfigured face. It was so <sighs> scary and all this stuff. And they're like, he wasn't disfigured. You just made that up in your brain yeah. because you saw he had a mask on and so you assumed he was disfigured. But thousands right. of people thought this just because he was wearing a mask that he was disfigured. I and, thought and, but, this. And, and, like, why was he wearing the mask? Like, was it for no. anonymity? It's not like anyone – It's like it's not like any of the police officers knew what he looked like. It's not like he was going to get away with it. Like, he could walk around in broad daylight because, like, he's already caught. Like, what's creepier? People seeing his actual face and knowing that he's a murderer or seeing the creepy mask? Why did he... He literally did it for the dramatism of it all. I I assumed it was, like, a callback to whenever he was little and he was wearing a mask at Halloween and stabbed his sister and it's just comfortable for him like yeah, it's a just, thing. he just likes killing people he, with masks on that's his thing everybody's it's got his safe everybody's place. got their something chris okay like <laughs> that's his safe Trash. place so but then of course um dr loomis shoots michael six times and he falls over the balcony and drops dead we have that line where Lori realizes that it was the boogeyman and loomis is like yeah as a matter of fact it was he looks over and of course michael is gone he's just Naturally. kind of unaffected is like oh how about that Lori's yeah, not like, taking uh, it great. It. Lori's like, Jesus H. Christ. And it's just <laughs> screaming for the rest of the movie. And then we get all the shots of um, the places that Michael Meyer had been while we're hearing him breathing. Kind of like, ooh, he could be anywhere. And then it, the scene cuts. Oh, my God. So to conclude, Michael Myers gets stabbed in the eye. He gets stabbed, stabbed in the neck. Stabbed in the neck. Stabbed in the abdomen. The yeah. Shot about 11 times at point blank range. He falls out of a second story window. And his happy psycho ass just gets up and walks away. It's like, till next time. Yeah, exactly. My love. Exactly. I can't. Oh, my I, so gosh. So that's the whole movie. And I guess the only themes that there are are just 
people like to wear masks and kill people. And Jamie Lee Curtis is a good babysitter, except she shows up high. Yeah, but I don't guess it, ever don't ever have sex when you're supposed to be babysitting. No, fact, well, don't have sex. You shouldn't. You will get pregnant and die. <laughs> That's how you die. It's not gonorrhea. Yeah, it's not. It's axe murderer. Axe yeah, murder. Michael Myers. Also, if you're too smart for boys, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Take that as a sweet blessing. Well, that's pretty much it for this movie. And then we have the other movies where I can't even... I've seen some of them and I still don't quite know what happened in them. I wanted to walk through them really briefly, but I just don't have the energy. Yeah, after They're this one, stupid. I'm like genuinely not interested in them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I imagine that they're all exceedingly long. And they're, none of them felt as long as this one did. But a fun thing about this movie is that even though it was truly endless, there's a longer version of it. What? <laughs> Who asked for that? No one asked for it. But so they, so John Carpenter is like, okay, I want Halloween to be put on television, right? So it was going to air on television. Yeah. But in order for it to fit like the time slot that they wanted it to air... Like the the TV stations were like, it actually has to be a little bit longer. What? So they filmed extra scenes while. Oh, they were, that's right. So while they were filming Halloween two in nineteen eighty one, John Carpenter just fills like made a couple more scenes and threw it into the original and put it on TV. I bet it's just Lori walking down the street. I bet that's what it is. I'm sure. Yeah, it's. I'm There's sure it's just so like more people just like randomly, walking. haphazardly wandering through streets. I can't. I do I have a few last-minute fun facts that I saved. Yes, tell me about them. Okay, so we have we talked about this in, what was it? What's that movie? Nightmare on Elm Street, how Freddy Krueger is actually named for one of Wes Craven's childhood bullies. Yes. Um, Michael Myers is actually named for someone, too. <laughs> yes. It was for oh, no. someone who um, was a distributor for one of Carpenter's previous movies, which was Assault on Precinct 13. And so he was like, thanks for doing that. I'm going to name you after this mass murderer oh my god could not have been a very good distributor <laughs> and then Lori strode is named after one of uh, carpenter's ex-girlfriends oh see that's vindictive <laughs> or maybe they were really good friends i'm not sure he oh didn't gosh. kill that one if he if he named if it, one of his ex-girlfriends was like annie or linda that'd be dark that'd be dark but like it was Lori, so i guess that's okay yeah and tommy doyle is named after an alfred hitchcock character from rear window okay yeah, and, and the sheriff is actually named after someone, too. Sheriff Lee Brackett is named after um, someone who's a sci-fi novelist and a screenwriter. It's Lee Brackett. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, like, the Emperor, he wrote the Empire Strikes Back, for example. He's a really big writer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so I talked a little bit about how Michael Myers is played by Nick Castle. Yeah. And so Nick Castle is actually one of Carpenter's friends from film school. And so you might not know this movie. It's called Escape from New York. It was a really big movie in 81. Obviously no idea. Obviously yeah. not. So, but Michael Myers and Nick Castle together. No, not no, not Michael Myers. Nick Castle and John Carpenter wrote Escape from New York together, which is pretty cool. Oh, wow. But the guy who gets unmasked at the end of the film, like I said, that's Tony Moran, who didn't, he got 250 bucks. <laughs> I mean, for one scene. For what? For Jamie Lee like Curtis five got 8000 for the entire movie. Yeah, so. literally. So comparatively, not bad. But this whole movie itself actually made, how much? It was like 78 million. This movie did very well. Yes, it got 70 million at the box office, which doesn't sound like much, but that's the equivalent of 280 million today. 
Right, and and considering they only spent three hundred thousand, that's exactly. Incredible. And considering that there are ten other movies that followed it up that also made money. Considering the biggest prop in the movie is painted leaves. That's the most like expensive. <laughs> that was their splurge leaves. Yeah. That wraps it up. I'm exhausted, and I didn't like this movie. I don't know if I made that clear. People oh are going to be I'm, really I, mad I, at I'm us. I'm truly amazed that both of us hate this movie. Do you have the scoreboard? I have the scoreboard ready. What do we Is have? it going to the bottom? It's not going to... No. People are going to get really mad. Oh, well, okay. So right now it goes Hereditary, Scream, Creep, okay. Insidious, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. The Strangers, The mm-hmm. Exorcist, Idle Hands. Yeah, it's going to the bottom. It's going straight to the bottom, right? Like, <laughs> Sorry. Idle Hands was a better, better movie than this. I can't believe I'm saying it. <laughs> but Straight oh to the bottom. God. Done. How can we do that? Kate, we're going to get in so much trouble. We put we're gonna one get of the most bombs popular, famous Halloween movie. Like, this is the one of the horror films. So we put it to the bottom. I know. <laughs> it's I, in I'm the just... Library of Congress. I know. Anyways, sorry, we're just we here to be honest. We are being true to ourselves. I know people are going to be mad. If you want to fight with us, that's fine. Just yeah. like message yeah. us on Twitter or whatever or yeah. email us. If you want to fight with us, our email address is nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. And if you have a good, if you have an actual reason to like this movie, let me know. Because as of right now, I just. I will give it another chance just for the fact that it's in the Library of Congress. I, yeah. will, I will give it a fifth shot and I don't want to. <laughs> a fifth For me to do that, you have to write me and you have to explain to me exactly why I'm wrong. And I'll watch it again. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. It's just not a good movie. It's just not. So if you want to check out our current scoreboard, which has Halloween at the bottom, our Tumblr is nightlighthorrormovieclub.tumblr.com. You can just click on the side screen and it'll take you to the scoreboard. Um, We also have show notes for every episode on our Tumblr account there as well. Yeah. And so like that, that'll give you an idea of what the episode is going to be like before you even click on it. Exactly. And if you're interested in joining our club, which obviously you are, although maybe not anymore since <laughs> we've trashed this movie, uh, simply s- click your subscribe button and follow us week to week as we explore all things horror. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we'll be sharing lots of interesting trivia and psychoanalyzing all these movies all week long. And we share lots of facts there and pictures there and things that you don't get in the podcast itself. So. I have about kind of two Microsoft Word pages of fun facts for this movie. There are so many it's that aren't included. Many. And I have to tell someone. So I'm going to tell you guys if you just come to our social media pages. Um, and if you like this podcast, that hopefully means there are other people who did like this podcast. I'm going to assume you liked it because it's been like two hours and you're still here. But if you want to <laughs> help people find it, you simply just need to rate us and review us on iTunes. And that will help people find it. And it will also help give us feedback on what we can do better. And I'm sorry if you disagree with us. Sorry about it. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. It's who we are. So next week, I've picked my movie for next week, Chris. I think I might have told you. Oh, I don't think you did. What is it? Um, we're going to watch The Conjuring. Oh. So The Conjuring is whenever people ask me what's the scariest movie I've seen, I say The Conjuring. <gasps> Kate, no. But some people don't think it's as scary. So... <laughs> Okay, so it'll be fine. (laughs) It'll be fine. I would watch it with a friend. I would not watch it alone. Okay, good to know. Someone come be my friend. And if you guys, your listeners, if you have any movies that you want us to cover or any thoughts about today, um, again, our email address is nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. All right, if I'm still alive next week after this. Mm. All right, I think that concludes this week's meeting. See you next time. See you next time. (laughs) 